Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. This victory will have generational impact. We're going to be talking about our victory at the United States Supreme Court involving the Christian flag, and the issue here is far beyond the Christian flag. But we're going to talk a little bit about the impact that it's having on some of these flags across the country. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me on Faith and Freedom is Holly Mead. You know, it's been exciting, Matt, to see uh, how other communities are now taking a second look at their flag policies and saying, no, we can't just put the rainbow flag up there, or we can't just put this flag up there, because there is precedent now set from the U.S. Supreme Court in our Christian flag case. Yeah, there's two different avenues of impact. And let me start with the first one. Flags that are currently flying or have been flying in front of city hall, county councils on these flagpoles. Typically, if you go and look at flags historically that the governments, the local governments or state governments have flown, you have only the government flags, and that would include, say, if you have a city, it would be the city, uh, perhaps a state flag, and the United States flag. So you might have three flagpoles, but you didn't have any other non-government flags, and that would pretty much indicate to you that this was the seat of the local government. Over time, you had some non-governmental flags that these entities would raise. Uh, the POW flag might be, the MIA POW flag. Mm -hmm. They might raise that in honor of our fallen and or missing soldiers. But over time, what ultimately happened is you then started to have this LGBTQ agenda and the so-called rainbow pride flag that these government entities began to display to literally shove the LGBT agenda down the people's throat and push that agenda. Well, that has nothing to do with their government other than you have elected people there and or administrators that are paid staffers that just decide they're going to fly, they're going to use this flagpole as an opportunity to push their agenda. Yeah, for example, in our city, uh, that happens quite a bit because of our mayor, who is very pro-LGBT. For example, in a park where I like to run, there's a nice American flag on the pole. Or one day I'm running around there, I noticed a big rainbow flag under that American flag. And I was like, hmm, doesn't he know about our case? So I took pictures of it, put it on social media, and said, oh, Mr. Mayor, where do I apply? to raise the Christian flag. And you know what? That flag kind of went away. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's what's happening because they they began to pop up all over the country. Mm -hmm. And then we have this case in Boston. And Boston had a, a policy that allowed a lot of different people to fly their flag. They had three flagpoles. They actually had a fourth one, but they had three flagpoles primarily. And they would have the city, state, and United States flag. And occasionally they would lower the city flag for private organizations that wanted to have an event out in front of City Hall, and they could have an event down there in the plaza, and then they could temporarily raise their flag for their event. And they allowed pro-China, anti-China flags of different groups, but they allowed a lot of the different LGBT, pride, transgender flags, and so forth. 
That went on for 12 years at least. 284 flag raisings, wasn't it? With no denials. Yeah. Until 285, and then that's when Hal Shirtliff applied to celebrate the Constitution and temporarily raise the Christian flag while there was an event going down at the base of the flagpole to talk about the Judeo-Christian heritage and history of our country, Massachusetts and Boston. And it was the word Christian on the application that ultimately caught the attention of the city officials, and they censored it. And they told Hal, it's the word Christian. So if you change it, take the word Christian out of the application, mind you. Take it out of the application and change it to some non-religious word, like the Camp Constitution flag or anything but Christian. Just don't use the word Christian. Then we'll allow you to fly the flag. So In Boston. Get this. The flag itself could fly if you thought it was not Christian. But the flag itself, same flag, no changes, could not fly if on the application you deemed it to be Christian by one word, the name, or the word Christian. That's how absurd it was. Right. If Hal had called it the Camp Constitution flag, which it's not, they would have, we would have know, never had no a big case. deal. But he's like, he's not going to lie. It's the Christian flag. They wanted to censor it because of its Christian viewpoint. So we went to the U.S. Supreme Court. You know the story. Um, I argued that last year we have a 9-0 to decision on May the 2nd. 2022, 9-0. Uh, the impact of that has been now all these cities and counties and governments are saying, oh my goodness, we better watch out because we have been raising these LGBTQ pride flags. And if we continue to do that, that means we've just opened up the forum for the Christian flag and for right. a bunch of others. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what's happening around the country is City after city, government after government, county after county are revising their flag policies, and they're saying, you know what, let's go back to the way it was. Mm. Let's just stick with the government flags, because when we start walking into this private speech of other things that are not government, we've just opened up Pandora's box. It's a new day, folks. <laughs> you know, and it was not like we had a big issue of wanting to fly the Christian flag on all these flagpoles. It's not like you saw that happening everywhere. Right. But you would see that happening with the LGBTQ pride flag. A lot of churches will fly the Christian flag, you know, but not so much in in cities. But this was particularly what Hal had asked in downtown area in Boston. So that's what started all this. Yeah. So what's happened is uh, you're starting to see less and less of the pride flags flown on city government. And frankly, that's a good thing because yeah. government should have no business pushing that agenda. The government is the government. It's the city, it's the county, it's the state, whatever it is. Just, you know, make your product, do your thing, stop pushing a, a, a social agenda, whatever it is, whether you're a corporation or you're the local government. Right. Just do what you're supposed to do and stop pushing an agenda down people's throats. I mean, really, this is... Uh May I say it's a it's a sexual confusion. You're representing sexual confusion. So do you really want to raise a flag saying we have sexual confusion? You know the Seriously? so what's happened is that the one impact is that it's wiping out a lot of these pride flags around the country and making it an even playing field. But on the other thing, the broad aspect of this is the case wiped out a 51-year precedent when it was combined with the Coach Kennedy case. That's the lemon test. So there's two aspects of this. The lemon test, going back to 1971, was used to censor religious speech, symbols, words, displays, such as nativity scenes, Ten Commandments, Star of David, for example, angels in a government, um, 
you know, burial site, for example, or religious symbols in a government burial site, like in, for example, places like Arlington or some other places, lots of challenges have been made to religious signs, symbols, mm-hmm. and words. I remember the Peace Cross a couple of years ago. Peace Supreme Cross. Court ruled on that. Crosses yeah. in, uh, on top of city water towers mm-hmm. or crosses, for example, you know, you'd have four quadrants in a city seal that represent mm-hmm. something, and you might have a church and or a cross. Those were challenged under this. Ten Commandments. In God We Trust, One Nation Under God, and Christian Viewpoints, Bible Clubs, Good News Clubs after school clubs. So the Boy Scouts are fine, Good News Clubs. You know, the argument was, oh, that would violate the Lemon Test. Fortunately, there's a good case out there, 2001, and uh, it ruled the right way for the Good News Clubs. But it was the Lemon Test that was being used to censor, and it was the Lemon Test that was used to censor Hal Shirtliff. Hal Shirtliff, Camp Constitution, you can fly the same flag, just don't consider it Christian. If you do, can't fly it. If you consider it secular, you can fly it. Coach Kennedy, you can kneel on the football field after school as long as you're thinking secular thoughts, but if you think religious thoughts, you can't do it. Why? Because of the lemon test. So that lemon test now is gone. Uh, There's a new day for religious and Christian speech, religious symbols, displays, uh, presentations, you name it. It's a new day. I mean, we've had situations where uh, students were doing talent shows at public schools, and it was their own choice to select a song. And if they selected a religious song, that would be banned because of Lemon passing out Christmas cards with Merry Christmas or using red and green. Those were banned in some places because of lemon. That's gone. It's a whole new day. So we're talking about one of these impacts that was it's wiping out the pride flags and creating an equal playing field, number one. And number two, far beyond that, it is a new day for religious viewpoints and Christian viewpoints with regards to various kinds of expression. And, you know, it all started with our client, Hal Shirtliff, and the Christian flag. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing case. Now look it has, what we have. <laughs> it's a generations in the making to get to that point, and this case will have generational impact for decades to come. For more information, you can go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash flag, lc.org forward slash flag. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.